guys. Welcome to another episode. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, got Brandon Callies here with me. Um, excellent singer-songwriter. I just kind of stumbled upon you on Instagram, actually. And Nimbus, our co-host, y'all all know, is uh, familiar with you, so said you'd be a dope person to have on, so here we are. Well, I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I said thanks. Absolutely, dude. Um, so I, I kind of want to just get started. This is like a little, little icebreaker I do. This is a little segment called Hit or Shit. And you just tell me, I'm going to name a few things, and you just tell me if it's a hit or if it's shit for you. It's pretty pretty simple, right? Can do. Yeah. All right. So it, some of them are kind of goofy. Some of them are just like some basic shit. But first thing, like, is it a hit or shit for you keeping drinks in the box in the fridge? You know what I mean? Like, um, a, like a case of beer, you just throw the whole ca- like box in there, or do you put them all out? In I'd say shit. I don't ever. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought I'd take them all out. Yeah, I do too, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you go to people's house and they just throw the whole case in there or some shit. That's lazy. It's lazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel the same way. All right, how about uh, getting a brand logo tattoo? Um, man, I'm gonna go with shit. I think I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's like circumstantial. Yeah, you know, because that's like, what's maybe, hard. That's why it's hard. You know what I mean? Because like, if you like own the brand. I could see you getting it then or something, but like getting like a Nike swoosh on your leg or something. Yeah. It's kind of whack, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> all right. All right. How about um, hit or shit 3D movies? Um, Hadn't been to one in a while. I'm going to say hit. I'd yeah. like to. Dude, because Jason, they did a Friday the 13th that's, in 3D. That's the most recent one you saw? Yeah, which is like, what, 90s? It had to be 2000 something. Like. No, they did. Man, I can't remember there's, which there's one it was. One? There was one, there was one in the '90s. I wanted maybe like five or Jason five or six. I can't remember, and they yeah. did it in 3D. That's cool. But yeah, All the blood splatter and everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> you can always tell when you're not watching it in 3D because they do these big dramatic like oh, yeah. things like this, and you know it's supposed to like that's when he jumps out into the theater. Yeah, yeah. But. Back then you had to wear like those like paper glasses. Yeah, you know? they weren't like the nice plastic ones now. Right, they give you. <laughs> All right, all right. So how about um, a lot of dudes, like little aggro dudes, will like like headbutting people. Hit or shit on headbutting people. Shit. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's an immediate like um, end all be all kind of thing. It's like it's a hail mary. You're either gonna knock them out or you're going out. Yeah. You know? It's one of those type of things. <laughs> all right, all right. So this is the last one for hit or shit. Um, having a song as your ringtone. Um. I don't know. I'm a little indifferent. I'll say hit. Yeah. It's yeah. a hit for me, too. I have um, Metallica as my, my ringtone right now. Oh, right on. Well, yeah. that's a good choice. Yeah. All right. So, oh, no, I got one more, one more. Uh, since 4th of July was just now, a uh, couple days ago, how about fireworks? Hit or shit? Hit. Hit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I guess it's a big waste of money when I think about it too much, you know, but it is fun to shoot shit. That's, up, right? me, that's me and my wife. We yeah. were kind of looking at it the same way a buddy of mine was showing us the rock wall firework display mm-hmm. and I went man that's like at least a hundred grand that just went yeah. up in the air you know what I mean I but it was Las Colinas like half of their firework show didn't go off so they had to shoot them all off yesterday like during the day oh well yeah because it malfunctioned at the night before <laughs> that's not what you want but I mean I say that you know so it's like we're thinking that same thing but it doesn't stop me and her from going out and sitting right. in the driveway and watching other people do it. You yeah. know what I mean? So just blowing up money, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. just not gonna do it. Yeah, no, I've, I've, dude, I've wasted so much money on fireworks, and then you know, I always like try and like save some throughout the year. Then I end up with like all this just random shit, like little poppers and sparklers and shit. You know? 
It's, kids like to play with it, I guess. Um, so let, let me just ask you, like, because I, I know you play guitar. So when did you start playing guitar? What was your first guitar? How do we get into guitar? I think it was 13, if I remember right. Um, I'm terrible with years. Oh, I am um, too. It's all a blur to me. <laughs> yeah. I just, I remember, like, starting to get into, I was into, like, comic books and comic book cards and stuff, you know? And I remember a buddy of mine, I went over to his house one day, and he was like a friend that we would trade comic book cards. And uh, he was like, man, I don't, I don't care about comic book cards anymore. Have you listened to White Zombie? Really? Yeah. And it, like, I just remember then kind of going, oh, because you're impressionable, you know, you just want to do the things that your friends are doing that you think are cool. Sure. And so I started listening to music and kind of, got a bit of an obsession going when I was, yeah. yeah, I'd say like 12 or 13, something like that. And then my, my, uh, parents just begged them for a guitar. And, um, I went down to the guitar store in Greenville, Texas. And the, the coolest guitar that they had was a Fender Strat. Oh yeah. You know, classic. just, yeah, the black, you know, the black and, and white one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I'm so a Fender guy. Like I, I'm a diehard Fender guy. I love Fender. Yeah. yeah, it's it's Fender and Gibson all the way for me. It's mm -hmm. those two, you know, I love them both. But uh, I, I begged my parents for, for that guitar, and it was used and beat up. I mean, that's the only reason it was, like, remotely affordable at that yeah. time, you know? And so they gave me an ultimatum, and, and I had saved all year long allowance money, which, like, man, like 10 bucks a week on allowance, like trying to save it for a guitar is just a long time. brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it gets to Christmas. My parents said, well, you got a choice to make, and this is an integrity thing. You can either spend the money that you've earned on Christmas presents for the family. This is the first year you actually have money. Okay. Or you can be selfish and buy the guitar that you want. What'd you do? So I bought presents for the family. Okay. And in turn, for Christmas, I got... A guitar. That's awesome. Um, they bought one for me. But the funny thing about it is, and they had the best intentions. This is not a knock on them. They So they went out and bought a new guitar that looked just like that. Okay. <laughs> but it was a PV Predator. Yeah. You remember those things? Yeah. It looked just like the Strat. Mm -hmm. You know, black black paint with a white pit guard. But it was a, a PV Predator. So yeah. they thought they were killing it. You know, like getting <laughs> a new guitar. So that was my first guitar. Yeah, dude. I, same story with me, kind of. My mom uh, bought me, like, a guitar from Target, I think, and thought it was the coolest shit ever, but it was, like, a little cheap $50 piece of shit, you know. But, yep. But that's what I started playing on was that a – well, no, actually, it was an acoustic. I started playing on an acoustic first and then went to the electric guitar. What, what kind of genre are you playing when you what, – what, what made you get into it, really? Man, I, I mean, I was just listening to, like – I'm a product of the '90s, so it's like all the the grunge and grunge punk mm -hmm. and like heavy. How old like are you? Metal stuff. Forty. Oh, okay, I'm 32. Yeah, right behind you. <laughs> so like, yeah, just all that kind of stuff. It was just like a big mixing pot of that. I mean, I when I first got a guitar, I mean, I wanted to play Metallica. I'm pretty sure the first mm -hmm. guitar I was or the song I was trying to learn was like a Metallica song. Yeah. So I mean, that was kind of the reason. Yeah, dude, I always just remember, like, uh, Metallica songs, I always just, like, kind of gravitated to those. Like, the playing style was just easy for me. Like, I, it, the thrash of it was just fun to play. Like, 
and then you get the you can pick up an acoustic and play songs like Nothing Else Matters or you know so they got a wide variety of shit to just kind of pick and pull from you know yeah pretty sure I took I took lessons for about a month before I bailed yeah. on them and I I think that I took the instructor master of puppets I think and he went well let's start with something else and, and nothing mm-hmm. else matters was a thing that he was like, Hey, this is actually doable. You yeah. Know? With open chords mm-hmm. at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <Yep>. Open <laughs> strings rather. But yeah. I, I still, to this day, like when I, when I warm up, I'll, I'll play like the master of puppets, like the, the, the first solo, the, you know, the clean solo part. That's just my warm up. Like, yeah, just get my fingers ready, you know, but it's, I don't know. My t- like I saw a video of James Hedfield the other day and he just looked run down, dude. Like, he looks so beat down. Really, dude? Like it's getting sad. Man, I, I think he's looking better than he. You think did. so, dude? Yeah, no, he's, he's like... all old and wrinkly, dude. I was, I looked at him and I was like, fuck. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess a little bit. He's got some droopiness got going on in the 60, face. 65. Yeah. Up there, dude. Like, I mean, they were in their twenties when they were thrashing around, you know. Yeah, I would, you know, but sounding to me, sounding a lot better than they they had been i mean there was just sort of a period and that band no matter what they put out i'm going to be interested in it oh absolutely I'm go buy it yeah, me too. you know what i mean and freak out on it but i mean there are obviously periods that are like not as good and i feel like they're you know they and especially him there's something about the new album i don't know if you've heard it i've heard a couple songs not not much of it he's sounding better than he has in a, in a while which is cool yeah but I'm I'm gonna oh man the video I saw of him he was like uh, just like trying to gather himself before the show I guess I saw that and one he just looks stressed dude I don't know yeah. like he you know he's like sitting there praying to the side like he just looks stressed yeah I, yeah well I know this last year was from what I understand and heard it was pretty rough on him was went it? through like a divorce and all that kind of oh, stuff and okay okay but then on top of that you know I and again this is all like little things that I saw here and there, but had sort of, I don't want to say a mental break or whatever, but kind of had this thing on stage where he was starting to be like, am I too old for this? You know what I mean? And like, but anyways. Do you so. think he'll get to that point though? Maybe. because Do you think, like, you think Kirk and all of them are just like, nah, we're too old for this. Let's hang it up. Guys. I don't think they are. I think Lars Ulrich, I've heard him say many times. I saw them at ACL in, in Austin. And oh, that's awesome. I remember him at the end of the set being like, Metallica's just getting started. I'm Come like, on, no, dude. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. And uh, so... You're, you're all in your 50s and 60s. <laughs> yeah, but, but James Hetfield, he's really the only person in that band that I've really paid attention to and cared about. Because yeah. it's just like a lion of a dude, you know? And also seems like the most level-headed out of all of them. And I think that's what I kind of, like, you, dig. You think so? I have, think have so. Have you seen Some Kind of Monster? The documentary? Yeah. And, I mean, that's a rough period. Yeah, but, I, guess, I mean, I for, the, right. for the I most part, right. he's, like, pretty reserved and, like, you know, not like... I would think that about Kirk more than, yeah. more than James. Because Kirk just kind of goes with the flow it seems he's like he's just, he's just like hey man i'm here to just play guitar like yeah. i don't i'm not here with all that bullshit y'all go argue he's all zen yeah, yeah. surfer dude right yeah. yeah hey cheers dude cheers yeah thanks for the whiskey yeah do you ever get um like stage fright anymore um i, I think it's like sort of the reverse where if if there's a really good crowd or big crowd that we're playing in front of, not at all. It's um, but if it's smaller, 
Same, dude. I'm the same way. The bigger crowds, I feel better in front of, and just because I feel like there's more anonymity, I guess. Yeah. Because you're just in a sea of people, and you know, not everyone's looking at you all at once, you know. And yeah. But when you're there with six, ten people, everyone's looking at you, all eyes on you, and it's yep. just that's nerve wracking to me. Yeah. In the bigger rooms, you can't see anybody. It feels right, like right. you know. So yeah, I just. Uh, yeah, it's it's sort of the opposite. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, there have I been shows it, where we've played to bartenders, and yeah. that's just the absolute worst. Like mm-hmm. the, Those, though, man, I have so much respect for those dudes that, that put the show on, regardless, you know. Like, fuck it, get up there yep. and do your song, you know. Yep. Who cares who's listening? Even that bartender might listen and refer you to, to somebody else, or, you know, I mean, it's, it's, yep. you never know it who's happens. listening, man. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do you think about, like, um, the Austin music scene compared to like Dallas local, like rock wall kind of area, DFW, I'd say. It's, it's weird. I think just like coming back, there seems to be more like fervor with, you know, people, people, um, are, are more into it and they appreciate it more here. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and when I was living in Austin, I, you know, we were coming back to Dallas a lot. Um, and really playing better shows in Dallas. And I just think there was a bit more of an appreciation. Um, you know, Austin just isn't what it used to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. there are, there are pockets that are still really, really cool mm-hmm. in Austin. Um, but I mean, overall, it's just really, it's really difficult to kind of get above all the sort of noise, Yeah. Okay. you know? Um, but I mean, there's great things about there's awesome bands in Austin, just like there's awesome bands in Dallas. It just seems like I think in Dallas, the big difference is that people are more willing to kind of team up and and go, hey, let's do let's do shows with all our buddies and let's help each other out. And I never really got that, you know, um, I think in Austin, you know, it's just so damn cutthroat there. Yeah. You know, you're competing with a lot of people. Yeah. You know? In Dallas, I mean, there are people out there really pursuing shit out there, but I don't, it's kind of the same people going, you know what I mean? It's, it's not a whole lot of people. Like in Austin, I feel like it's just this huge scene where people like travel to come to 6th Street and yep. like, you know, perform there, you know, to gain an audience or whatever it may be. But in Dallas, it doesn't seem like people are flooding into Dallas to come like put on a show, you know? Yep. Local, like smaller artists. Of course, they come to like American Airlines and shit. But I don't, I don't, I don't see that with like local people really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely not going to move to Dallas to be like we're going to make a name for ourselves. You got to leave, right? Yeah. You have to. I mean, every, I mean, everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's what I sort of thought. That was part of what spurred me into moving. You know, mm-hmm. was a part of it. You know, what made me get out because I'm from Greenville. Okay. Um, you know, so. I thought it makes more sense to to go to Austin and try to make a go of it there. Why'd you end up coming back? COVID, man. Really? It shut down oh everything, God, every sucks. bit of income. Um, I uh, I was doing music, and of course, all that done. So all that money was sucked up. I also do artwork for okay. like musicians, like freelance art. So I do album art and poster mm-hmm. art and all that kind of awesome. stuff, and and do some of that for some labels and all that kind of stuff, but if bands aren't making money, then the artists that are drawing for them are not making money either. Makes sense. Um, and then a job layoff. I mean, it was all within, you know, 
two, three months, just bam, bam, bam. All that, that was all gone. But, you know, fortunately I was, it just happened at this right time where I was seeing this girl that was living in Roy City who I'd I'd known for, you know, 15 years, something like that. And so I'd been driving back and forth to come see her. And then, I mean, that was for a year. And then COVID shut everything down. I didn't have any more money, so I went, I'm going to go to Roy City. There you go. So that's how I'm here. Right on. Yeah. Man, I think I, I don't know, just me. I think I've been in Dallas too long. I think I'd rather live in Austin at this point. Yeah. I've just been here forever. It's, I thought I'd die there, man, if I'm being honest. I, I, did, I did love it. I do love it. I was just there this past weekend. Um, I didn't want to cut you off. Have you checked out Joe Rogan's comedy club out there? Nuh-uh. Oh, dude, I've been I've been hearing so much good things about it. I've been wanting to check that out. So it's what's right the, there on Sixth Street? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know the name? Do you know the name? I can't. Comedy Mothership. Okay. Is it? For, it's fairly new, then, right? Yeah, it's like brand new. Okay. Like within the last four months or so. Yeah. Yeah. The only one I ever went to was Cap City Comedy. Mm-hmm. That's the only comedy I've been club. There. I don't know that one. I don't, know. I, just I don't even know if it's still there. It's right. like everything feels like it's like a rotating door, you know what I mean? Something closes down, pops up. I mean, you know? The only thing that's been that I can think of really is Antone's. It's been there forever. Yeah, and even it's not in the same location. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They mm-hmm. They had They're the, not there on 6th Street anymore, or did they? They had the one location that had been there forever. It shut down. They moved it somewhere else, and then that one shut down. And then they moved off of Fifth Street. Okay. Um, so it's still, you know, it's downtown. Um, you know, it just it looks a little bit different. It's still awesome. And from what I understand, I think Gary Clark Jr. helped to reopen Dude, he it. He kind of revitalized like blues guitar and like that, totally that whole fucking scene, dude. Like. And it's cool that he's from Austin because Austin used to be so known for that. You know, like Steve that Ray, blues. Dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's kind of cool that that's oh, yeah. what caught I'm, fire. I'm a huge fan of Gary Gary Clark. Dude. He's he's uh, exactly what I feel like we needed in the blues scene, you know. Because I, I I started playing guitar like blues, like I'm hardcore like blues. That's what I started playing, dude. So when I saw him coming up, I was like, "Fuck yeah, dude! This is this is what we've been needing. Like someone yep. someone with some blues licks, you know." Yep. I love it, and he's like his tone, the fucking. I think he plays like a yellow SG. Yeah. It's so sick, dude. Like, he's, he's just got so much style. I, I love that, dude. I got to see him. I saw him once with Tom Petty, and it was months before Tom Petty died. Oh, no at way. At the Frank Irwin Center in Austin. Mm-hmm. So that was a pretty memorable show. Hell, yeah. I never got to see Tom Petty. But I remember when, dude, it seemed like th- there was like a couple years there where it was just like Chris Cornell, Chester Bennington, Tom Petty, just one after the other, just... I felt like music was just dying. Like, oh yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it was, man. It, I can't remember what year that was, it was but like, it did just it was like back to back. Yeah, it was like seventeen, eighteen, something like that. Uh-uh, I can't remember. Like I said, I'm horrible with years. Yeah, <laughs> it's all a blur. <laughs> Let me ask you like a um, a musical question: Is it like when you have like an idea or like a musical thought, do you struggle to kind of bring that into reality or to like? You hear a tune in your head, you, you struggle to kind of get that out on the guitar or like a melody in a song, or does it just come kind of naturally for you? It Now it comes way more naturally. Mm-hmm. I think, it, you know, it used to, um, 
but I've kind of, you know, I'm just used to, it's, it's very rare that I sit down and it has happened where I just go, I'm going to write something right now. I mean, usually it's like I'm doing something and something will pop in my head and then I can just kind of chase it. And then it's like a stream of conscious thing, you know, and I'd say that's 90% of it. Um, and it's just gotten a lot easier when you sort of come into your own and you know how you write and you know, you're comfortable with it, but it didn't used to be that easy. No, dude, I'm, 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 I'm a good guitar player, but I'm a horrible songwriter. I need like a drummer with me or like someone else in the room with me to just kind of bounce ideas off. And like, I just need a little push to get started and then we're off, you know, but I just, it, like you said, I don't ever sit down with the intention of like, I'm gonna write a song, you know, and just, It's more like just free flow, and then you're like, oh, let me see where this goes. Yeah. See, I did – that's the first thing that I can remember thinking was really cool was, you know, seeing – and I tell people all the time, I saw the Smashing Pumpkins Bullet with Butterfly Wings music video when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that that music video? Not lately. No, you have to remind me. They're like – they're like in this, like, dingy – dirt pit basically with all these people and they're playing in the middle of it and it's just like the grittiest thing in the world right and i saw that music video and i was like it was was gross and you know billy corgan couldn't sing all that well and i was like well man that's kind of cool it's cool though you know and it made it made me want to do that and so my i think i realized early on that my sort of end game was to learn guitar enough to be able to write songs where a lot of people learn guitar because they want to be you know, like be able to shred. I think that's me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just want to be able to play well. Yeah. I I wasn't really trying to be a songwriter, you know, but, but if you want to start a band or you need a guitar player, holler. Yeah. But I'm not really sitting here like pursuing like a songwriting career, you know? Yeah. See, and I, I, hired gun kind of thing, you know? Yeah. I always liked the idea of being somebody who could sing and play guitar. And, and so I think, you know, it's, yeah, but it's also why I can't shred. I wish I could do that. You know what I mean? I can't, so. dude, it's like that patting your stomach and head at the same, or rubbing your head, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it, it's right brain, left brain shit, I can't do it. Yeah. It's like playing the drums, I can't do that shit either. I can play to the beat, but not the beat. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man, I'm just weird like that, I guess. What else do I got here? Oh, what's, what's, um, what's your plans for the future as far as, like, the band and everything? What, what are y'all, uh, do y'all have any album coming out soon, or? Um, no, we're, we're in the middle of recording. We did an album over COVID that was like kind of a big, giant project. Mm-hmm. Um, Had plenty of time to do it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, we, we started the whole thing and finished the recording. And I, 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 we finished it, I want to say right before COVID hit or like right after. And so we just kind of went, well, what are we going to do with this? And... At the time, the band's on uh, hand-drawn records, and so, you know, we knew it was going to come out on vinyl, but it was, you know, probably just going to come out in just like a jacket, you know? Mm -hmm. But then I had all this time, and I didn't want to just like release the album to know, you know, like, what are you going to do? You can't do like release parties and stuff like that. Right. And so the packaging just got more extended. You know, I started doing like, okay, well, let's do a gatefold. You know, I'll draw the back cover, and then I started drawing images for each one of the songs and so it was just this huge undertaking Mm -hmm. and 
I don't think I'll ever work that hard on a record ever again. And I think it made it to where, like, I started, you know, kind of slow-boating the next batch of songs. Because you're, you're working on this. You yeah. can't do both at the same time. You're doing the whole production company while writing the music and, you know, performing yeah. it. Like, you're, you're doing it all, man. Yeah. And so I, I did start on it, and we've recorded one of them. And it's being mastered right now, so it's okay. you know that'll go out as soon as it's done mastering and hits distribution, all that stuff. Then we'll get it out, and then I think we'll sort of slowly do it like that. You know, put out a few songs while we're recording the record, and then figure out the date. Where do y'all record it? There's a place called Sunland Sound, um, and it's off of 635. It's in Dallas, and a guy named Michael Smith runs it, and he is just a stone cold badass. Um, I do a lot of work with him, but, but before that, the last record was recorded in Dripping Springs, which is near Austin at a place called audio styles. Um, and, uh, Taylor Tatch was the engineer on that. And that guy's just also insane to work with. So I've kind of been lucky with these people that I, you got to have a good engineer, man. For sure. Yeah. It shapes it. And it's like, and it's not even just like the button pusher thing. It's it's like the overall attitude in the room. And you know, I I'm lucky to be able to work with these guys that are multi instrumentalists. So both of these engineers that I was talking about are able to, if I get stuck on something, you know, like I don't know, because I'll come in for the most part with a skeleton of a song, and then we'll start layering mm-hmm. things. So I'll usually bring the band in. And most of the time, we don't work these songs up. We just, they hear them for the first time in the studio most of the time. Okay. And then we start building. Yeah. Because I like a knee-jerk reaction from people. Because typically, when people start kind of like overthinking things, it's, yes. it, it doesn't sound as good. Mm-hmm. And so I think I like people, whatever their first instinct is, is usually the best one. I think so too, man. Usually that first or second take is usually where it's at. Yeah. No, music is super situational situational like that. I, I feel like if you sit there and like try and perfect shit too long, it, it gets muddy. Yep. And you're not giving it that organic feel that it had at the beginning, yep. you know. And, and I, dude, I've, I've fucking ruined like takes before. Just like, no, let me do it again. Let me do it again. Let me do it yep. again. <laughs> dude, the first one was fine. Yep. You know, <laughs> just chill out. Yep. And I mean, it's, so we bring in the band and it's also cool because all of them play other things too. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, everybody can play bass and guitar and a few of us can play drums and, you know, all of us can sing in the nice. band. So it's like, we're able to stack all that. But then on top of that, having an engineer who's just also amazing mm-hmm. that if, if we're getting hung up on something, he's been sitting back there the entire time going, well, what about this thing? You know, so it's like the fifth Beatle, right? Exactly. What was yeah. his name? George Martin or some shit? Yeah, I think so. I'm drawing a blank now that you're asking. Yeah, I don't me. remember his name, but yeah, it's like the fifth <laughs> Beatle. You know, you gotta have that that guy in the room with yeah. you, kind of putting his input and it, just not not driving the boat, but kind of directing it a little bit, I guess. You know. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Um, what about your music videos? Who's who's doing that for you? Uh, just kind of a a whole mix up of of folks. Yeah. Um. There was a, a, a guy named Chris Bolin out of Austin who did, I want to say a couple of them, but most recently, um, a guy named Matt Dunn. Mm-hmm. Who's, local people around here? 
Yeah, so when I was living in Austin, it was all people out of Austin. Mm-hmm. And then I, one of the one of the last ones that I I did, I was still I think I was still living in Austin when I came in and shot one with this other guy. And and really loved his style and so, you know, from I've just been using him and probably will. No, I like the videos. I was, I was watching that one with like the Star Wars credits intro. That's the Chris Bowman. That was a cool one. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, we had struggled with how we were going to do the the intro and we had sort of had these staged scenes that we were going to do and none of them were working and the guitar player said, "Why don't you just like explain the story with you know, words yeah. at the front of the thing." It works. And it worked. Yeah, yeah, it worked great. <laughs> I so. thought it was clever. I dig Star Wars, so yeah, win-win, right? Yeah, yeah. It hits that nostalgia button in your yeah, brain too, you know. Exactly. So th- this is a question I kind of ask like everybody that comes on. It's just a more of a, I guess, a personal question. I guess if you want, however you want to answer it, really. But how do you experience time overall? I don't know how to answer that. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. When you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Does it? Because you know, like, I guess. For me, sometimes it seems like it's just flying, and then other days it's just slow. Yeah. And then, but when I think about time on like a grand aspect of it, I feel like I've, I'm like 18 in my head, you know, like I'm not really like, I don't feel like time's really moving all, like on a grand aspect. But when in in the in the moment in the day, some days it's fast and it's slow. But I mean, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I also think that's a musician or just a creative person thing you know because there's sort of I think with all of us a bit of a a mental stunting if you will because just with creative people you know what I mean like you hit a rut or something well I mean well I think it just sort of keeps you young is what I'm what I'm getting at you know having I think when you really lose all semblance of youth is when you stop being passionate about things. And I think creative people, typically that doesn't happen because they always have, that's an overriding thing that's in your bones is that sort of creative thing. And I think that's the thing that sort of keeps you having sort of a youthful exuberance. You know what I mean? I'd agree with that, yeah. I mean, my, my great grandpa was in polka bands and he was playing in polka bands until he was in his, mid 90s and like dancing and driving fast you know so living the life yeah but i i think it's maybe the creative brain that you know yeah because i'm the same way i still still like until i look in a mirror you know what i mean like i i still sort of i can relate to that you know early 20s guy yeah you know i feel the same way dude i mean i'm I'm not as far as you but like in my head it's just like Obviously, I'm mature and stuff, but, like, I feel like I, I reached, like, a point in, like, uh, I guess brain capacity. I don't know. And it just didn't really age past there. You know what I mean? Like, as a kid, you feel yourself, like, kind of aging and, like, developing and, like, learning things, you know? And then you reach this point where it's just like, oh, well, I guess we're here now, you know? Yeah. It's just weird to think about. That's not a bad thing. No, I, I love asking people that question, though, because I get just wild answers. And some people are like, well, I don't even believe in time. I'm like, what do you mean, dude? My my life is controlled by time. What do you mean? Hey, that's cool. If people don't believe in time, then they're not gonna die. I mean, it it is a. It's not real, right? Yeah. You know, when you think about it, it's not really real. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. It's a. Yeah. 
it's a description for a thing that you can't really describe. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, people, were, we just made it to <clears throat> get through life and un- make an understanding of things, you know, an understanding of time passing. You had to make a clock for it, I guess. Yep. Anyway. How else are people going to know when they're getting off work? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. What are some of your uh, last thoughts before you go to sleep? You thinking about a song? Thinking about your day? Yeah. It's, I mean, again, that's kind of all over the map, mm-hmm. you know? Whatever movie I just watched or book yeah. I read or, yeah. yeah, song. I mean, it's, it's, I would say it's typically not music because that shit will keep me up. Like if, if there's like a thought not fleshed out, you know, with, okay. with music, I just, I can't. I can't go to sleep. You feel like it's just floating there and yeah. bothering you. Yeah. yeah. Typically, I'm the guy that I stay up until I really can't anymore. So by the time I go to bed, mm-hmm. it bugs the shit out of my wife because I'm just like, bam. I'm the same way, out. dude. Yeah, I'm out in minutes. Yeah. If that, 30 seconds. Yep. Yeah. I just go until I'm burnt out. And yeah. So it's usually something brainless. I'm watching something or I'm on YouTube and it just... Yeah, zonk out. Yeah, I'm thinking about whatever that last thing I'm looking at on YouTube is, which is usually something dumb. Yeah, right. What's a this is just a random thing I thought of. What's a what's the last thing you bought at Guitar Center? Last thing at Guitar Center. Man, I think strings. Yeah, always sure. right. I'm always in there getting strings. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll go in I there just... just to play a guitar and end up buying strings. Yeah. I re- I don't go there so much anymore because it kind of drives me nuts yeah. a little bit. Dude, I hate when I walk in there and you just get swarmed. Hey, you need any help? Yeah. Hey, can you anything? Hey, you want to look at anything? Yeah. Dude, just fuck off. Like, it's because I... they're having a hard time. Yeah. They all need that commission. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's brutal. Even when I was a kid, like I remember when I was like first getting into guitars and stuff, and like being able to go look and all. It was awesome, but. Even as a kid, it still drove me nuts, those dudes that would just, like, crank amps and sit oh, there and... Dude, da, 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 so, like, I, I'm a guitar player, right? I've been playing guitar for fucking over a decade, you know? And, like, I hate those dudes that are just loud for no reason. We all know we can go to 11. Yep. We all know it. You don't have to, man. We can all hear you. You're right by the amp. You don't need to crank that half stack all the way up, dude. Yeah. I hate that <laughs> shit, man. I used to be... I was in a metal band in, like, high school... And my my, uh, my other guitar player, he was that dude. Had to be on 11 all the time. And I was just like, Chris, like you're driving me fucking crazy, dude. Like yeah. I'm, I'm on like three right now. Turn down, please. Like I can't even hear my guitar. Yeah. I hate that shit. <laughs> so when I, when I go to Guitar Center and I see that, I'm like, dude. It's oh. like, but it was, I think like at least when I was younger and I'm just like, I'm showing my age. I feel like that's the way that people sort of like, got attention and almost auditioned for bands because it's like some dudes over there just shredding and that's when everybody in the room goes oh that guy's real good Mm -hmm. you know what i mean i always see those like uh on the little bulletin board in the back by the bathrooms they'll have like band looking for guitar player or some shit like that and i guess that's how they do it now yeah how do you go about finding people for your band um i've just man i've really lucked out i just I wrap myself up in the community in Austin and in Dallas, you know, so I just, I've got a good, really good network of people that are really good players, and so... You just met them over the years and doing your thing? Yeah, yeah. So 
I just am lucky, you know, I, I think, um, where I've, I've, I've been surrounded by these really good players that are willing to support the things that I'm doing. And, yeah. That's awesome, dude, man. Uh, I think some of the best bands kind of just start out of circumstance like that. Just out of, like, situational, like, hey, want to start a band? Sure, you know, and then it, it develops into this like really cool thing. Yeah, that's how my band started. We were, it was like a joke at first. We were just like, sure, you know, let's let's see what we can do, and then it turned into like a like getting signed and like yeah. all this shit. And we were like, fuck, like this was like a joke at first. Oh, my first band, we were. I remember none of us could play, and we were so serious. You yeah, know? so serious because my first band was a metal band too. Right. Well, it's it's um, easy music to play. It's aggressive. It's fun to play. You know. Yeah, I still love it. Now that I don't, well, obviously. I, I see your shirt, the camera <laughs> yeah. corpse. <laughs> um, I still love it, and I think it's that thing where it's like, I was playing in, in a hard rock band, and you know, the band, after I got back, reformed, and we started playing shows again. Um, but for the longest time, I was playing like really aggressive music, and so I think when you're, it's that sort of life juxtaposition where you are so surrounded by this certain style of music so much mm -hmm. that you almost get tired of it or just get tired of hearing it so much. Sure. So that's why I even gravitated more towards the like low key, you know, kind of acoustic thing was because, man, I was listening to like grindcore and death metal that's and good. it's like, how do you can't, where do you go past that? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the gnarliest shit you can get into. Yeah. There's no up from there. Yeah. You're already at, yeah. at a hundred. <laughs> So I, you know, I, I'd sort of, it was like a, you know, devolving a little bit where like I, you know, just started listening to all these like classic guys, Tom, I mean, I love Tom Petty and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And so got into that. And when I moved to Austin, I didn't have a, a band or anything at that point. And so, you know, the only way for me to sort of get wrapped up in the community was to just play shows on my own, you know, acoustic. And so... I mean, I had never played acoustic shows until I moved to Austin. I mean, it was a brand new thing for me. That's got to be kind of nerve-wracking. So, it was, yeah. Bet, At dude. that point, it was. And just not knowing anybody. You and, can't hide behind your guitar anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can't really turn it up and yeah. hide behind it. Yeah. But, it, you know, that, that sort of adversity makes you, you know, I think a little bit better at it and a little bit better at it over time. But it is funny, like, now I'm wrapped up in this world of, like, singer-songwriters, so it's like, I feel like all I listen to is just the gnarliest music again. You know what I mean? I'm right back to it. Just same have, have that yin and yang, right? Yeah, same stuff I was listening to, you know, when I was a kid. And I mean, that's what I'd say the most consistently is like 80s and 90s punk and hardcore punk and, you know, thrash and death. Yeah. Like, I love that. What's some punk bands you like, dude? Dude, I love Black Flag. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, big fan. There's a there's a sticker on the back of my truck, and it's the only sticker I have on my truck, and it's a, a you know, black, black flag. flag. Yeah. yeah, and so it's you know it's a conversation Dude, starter I, for sure. I read a meme that a uh, or saw a meme rather that it said that a uh, black flag and misfits tattoos are just live laugh love tattoos for older men. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> bro. Look, like, yeah, misfits. Right there. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know that stepbrothers when he's like, "Did we just become best friends?" Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude, I, I, I laughed real hard at that one. It's it's so spot on. Yeah, <clears throat> consider that hijacked. I'm gonna start telling people oh, that, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, 
Do you want to play a side with something, or you gotta yeah. you play something, or yeah, I can do something. show off your guitar, or whatever you want to do, man. I'm not pressuring you anything. Let's see. I don't so know what the, to do. Got the Gibson. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bumped that mic. That's gonna totally be very apparent. Um. Oh, that's a pretty one. Dude, my acoustic broke at the headstock right here. All the way. I haven't got a new one since. It's, oh yeah, it's been hurting. If you, uh, a lot of the times when you get them fixed like that, though, they're stronger than they were. Really? Mm-hmm. Because it's not broke all the way. Like it, it's still. I'll show it to you. But it's it's a it's still intact. You could glue it back. If, yeah. But I just don't. I'm not a luthier. You know? Yeah. I I would say do it, especially if if it's one that you love. Oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. I would definitely do it. I've got I've got a. a a Gibson 335, um, and I love that guitar, and the, and the headstock broke off on it mm -hmm. as well. But it's a 2010, and as long as you get the right person to do it, I mean, it's it's definitely way sturdier. I mean, that's kind of a main I'll look into that, because I've, I've just been thinking, like, damn, I'm just going to have to get a new one. You know? No. No. And it'll hold better, because, I mean, Gibsons especially are notorious for headstocks. Really? Yeah. Well, mine's a fender and it just snapped. It, Man, it, it fell is... over one day and it just. Yeah. Then you are you are very unlucky because oh, yeah. usually those things you can just toss them down a flight of stairs and they're good. Mm -hmm. I mean, my favorite guitar in the world is a uh, is like the '70s Telecaster Deluxes. I don't know if you've seen those. Oh yeah, I oh, see that black one with like the the black and silver one that you play. That one's pretty. Yeah, I I love. Love those Tele Deluxes um, just because they've got those wide range pickups from the 70s. Mm -hmm. Just nothing sounds like those, and I love them. And they're just built like tanks. Oh, yeah. So, like, solid. Yeah. I don't, I can bring it places and not really worry too much about it. That's you know? how I feel about my strat, dude. It's just a fucking tank. Like, yeah. Big old solid body. I can, if it falls down, it's going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But the Gibsons, for whatever reason, man, they're just very precious. Yeah. You know? What was beeping at you? Battery die in it? Well, if I can, I'll do something slightly depressing. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, man. Yeah. This was a buddy of mine. The song's about a buddy of mine. And uh, it's just been a really strange year. You were talking about that year that a bunch of musicians passed away. Sure. It's sort of been that year for me, oh, but no it was way. just like a bunch of friends, you know? So oh, shit. I'm sorry, dude. Weird year. But a buddy of mine passed away earlier this year, and, and it was a... Uh, it was an intentional thing on his end, you know, sort of sort of opted for it. But it was a bit of a mind fuck, you know, as you can imagine. Yeah, right. So that's what this song is about. Terrible song to, to leave with, but for whatever reason. No, I love the emotion, dude. <laughs> I, trust me, I love the emotion. I'd, I'd rather have you spill your guts out than give me something half-assed, you know? Well, cool. If I'm, if I'm singing loud, do I need to kind of be off this thing? I think you'll be all right. We'll just pull it back a little bit. <laughs> all right, let's see if we can do this. So now I still got to read the words. That's cool, dude. <laughs> Do your thing, man. 
Can't you see that I'm breaking down at the seams? Banging on a door that turned out to be a wall. There are many times that I've had my reason. Sometimes the reason is no reason here at all. such a guitar nerd dude i'm sitting there watching your fingerings the whole time like seeing how you play it <laughs> i do the same thing yeah man that was absolutely beautiful thank you yeah i like that i like that hey guys y'all be sure y'all like follow brandon all that shit check out his band make sure subscribe to our channel and all that shit and y'all be you and we're gonna be us later guys if you'd like to see raw unedited live episodes awesome. yeah, follow us on twitch me. at twitch.tv slash what's up with that to watch full yeah. episodes of What's Up With That, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash what's up with that. Joy comes in.